Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. I have a special guest with me, Anna Mae Deal from Duke University, and she's going to be talking about her paper in the November issue of Hepatology entitled A Crosstalk Between Notch and Hedgehog Regulates Hepatic Stellate Cell Fate in Mice. And welcome to the podcast today, Anna Mae. Uh, thanks, Steve. So this is a, a very interesting paper, and and Dr. Deal and her colleagues have done a tremendous amount of work, very elegant work in this area, as well as some others. This paper in this issue of hepatology looks at liver repair, and liver repair requires phenotypic changes in cellate cells and reactivation of morphogenic signaling pathways, such as hedgehog and notch, that modulate epithelial to mesenchymal transitions. And the aim of their study was to investigate if and how notch signaling regulates damage related outgrowth of liver myofibroblasts with a focus on myofibroblasts derived from stellate cells. And the findings were remarkable. Stellate cells use not signaling pathways to regulate their trans differentiation. And as stellate cells transform to myofibroblasts, there's upregulation of expression of the notch ligand jagged one, as well as notch two receptors. And this is explained in great detail in the paper. What I'd like Dr. Deal to do today is to kind of take what she's done with the paper and kind of put it in perspective for us and kind of explain how she feels like this data will be important for today and as we move into the future. So thanks for joining us again. Well, thanks, Steve. I'm really excited about this work for a couple of reasons. Most importantly, it's not occurring in a vacuum anymore. And I think there's increasing realization that some of the old dogma that we all believe for forever about how the liver regenerates and repairs itself after injury is now slowly but surely being chipped away. And what we're beginning to see is that the liver, just like all other adult tissues, when it gets injured, mounts a wound healing response. And wound healing responses are very complicated. And we know that they don't just involve replacing one type of cell in a tissue, but if you really injure a tissue, you have to replace many different kinds of cells. And so the body has evolved mechanisms that allow us to do this uh, very easily, but sometimes these wound healing responses become deregulated, and we recognize that because people develop scarring or they develop cancer, and all of those is sort of misrepair, if you will, in that the tissue is wounded, and instead of getting back to its normal healthy state, it ends up somewhere abnormal, either with excessive scar and too little functional epithelium or neoplastic or malignant epithelium. So wound healing is becoming a, a very important buzzword in liver, as it has been in a number of different tissues for a very long time. The other exciting thing is that in liver, as in many other tissues, it's becoming apparent that the adult person does this using some of the same mechanisms that are operative when we're forming in utero. And so to build a complicated tissue like the liver in fetal development, requires interaction among a number of different signaling pathways that we call morphogens, or morphogenic signaling pathways. A hedgehog is a morphogenic signaling pathway. Notch is a morphogenic signaling pathway. Another important one is Wnt. And if you're a cancer aficionado, you've probably heard these terms because we know that in cancer, often there are overactivation or underactivation or deregulation of these pathways. And and cancer doctors are going after these pathways as therapeutic targets to cure cancer. The exciting thing is that these pathways appear to be coming on and when they're regulated normally, actually help to rebuild an adult tissue. What we don't yet 
fully understand is are they doing it in the same cell types or using exactly the same interactions that they do when tissues are built in fetuses? Or is there something different about these things when they turn on in adulthood? So a number of years ago, our group stumbled upon the realization that, that the hedgehog pathway, which is really barely apparent in a healthy adult liver, becomes very reactivated in every kind of liver disease that we've been able to examine so far. And it turns out when this pathway turns on, it actually keeps cells in a more primitive state, and they often are fibrogenic, and they are very active in laying down and remodeling matrix. And that kind of makes sense because primitive cells in a developing embryo are invading into other spaces and setting up new little foci that are going to turn into organs eventually. And so hedgehog seems to do that in the embryo, and it probably does a similar thing in adults. It turns out that in the liver, some of the cells that are most responsive to those signals are the stellate cells that Steve was talking about. And traditionally, stellate cells have gotten a bad name because people blame them for the matrix formation and the collagen accumulation that occurs in cirrhosis. But a number of groups, including our own, have shown that stellate cells also are very important in doing positive things for wound healing responses. They make a lot of growth factors. But increasingly, it's becoming apparent that these cells might have stem-like features and actually be able to differentiate into replacement liver epithelial cells. That's a highly controversial topic right now. Our group has published some evidence suggesting that it does happen, but there are other groups that haven't been able to demonstrate that. So I think the jury is still out. What's very exciting, though, is that as we chip away at this puzzle, we're beginning to realize that it's not just one developmental pathway that's turning on, but that many turn on. And so the, the topic of the paper that we're discussing today is NOTCH. And NOTCH is a very famous signaling pathway in liver development. Unlike hedgehog that's not been so famous, NOTCH is known to play a key role in developing the intrahepatic biliary tree. And so part of the reason we looked for NOTCH in stellate cells is we were trying to convince ourselves and, and our critics that Stellate cells might really be progenitor cells. We reasoned, well, if notch is important in regulating progenitor cells and stellate cells are progenitor cells, then they ought to have notch. And lo and behold, they do. In other tissues, it's well known that hedgehog and notch interact at multiple levels to orchestrate cell fate decisions in progenitors. And we found a similar thing in, in these stellate cells in the liver. The hedgehog pathway and the notch pathway interact. So this is another piece of evidence which would sort of support the claim that these stellate cells are complicated little cells. They, they make matrix and they do bad things. And, and certainly and when they become excessively myofibroblastic and stick around for a long time, you get scar. But the real challenge is perhaps they're just doing that because they're being misguided. And they need to be activated a little bit in order for us to have normal wound healing. In fact, I guess that wouldn't be so crazy because we know after you've had an operation, you have to have closure of the abdominal wound. If you didn't, that would be a bad thing. So a little bit of scarring, a little bit of myofibroblast accumulation might be a good thing. The real issue is why does it become deregulated in certain people or in certain diseases? And can we use this new information that we're finding about some of these important pathways that we hadn't thought so much about before to give us new therapeutic targets, to give us new diagnostic tools, if you will, to help us improve what we're doing with people with liver disease? And finally, you know, one really exciting thing, being somebody that's very interested in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, is the growing realization, both by our lab in the liver field, but in, in other labs from around the world, looking at other tissues, 
that these developmental morphogenic pathways like hedgehog and notch work in development because they regulate the metabolism of the progenitor cells. Hedgehog, for example, activates a, a very important energy-sensing kinase called AMP kinase, and we and others have shown that it also causes the Warburg effect, which is a, a metabolic reaction that happens in many types of malignant or invasive cells that allows the cells to get energy from glycolysis. So hedgehog regulates glycolysis and it regulates AMP kinase. These are new discoveries that have very profound implications about how these pathways work to control cell viability, proliferation, and differentiation. Around the same time that we were doing this work in hedgehog, other people were beginning to discover that notch also has metabolic functions. I told you it was famous for developing bile ducts, but now it's becoming realized that notch regulates glucose metabolism too. And other people have published that in the liver, notch actually promotes insulin resistance by interacting with the transcription factor that, that does a similar thing. And they increase liver glucose production. That's one of the things that happens early in type 2 diabetes, and it's one of the things that happens in patients who have NAFLD. Very recently, just a few weeks ago, I think, a paper came out in Nature Medicine by another group that showed that NOTCH also increases liver insulin resistance by activating a signaling pathway called mTOR, and in this way, it promotes fatty liver. So here we have a developmental morphogen that's overactivated that causes hepatic glucose production to be deregulated and causes hepatic lipid accumulation. Well, that sounds a heck of a lot like NAFLD. And we've been saying for a number of years that these developmental morphogens being deregulated might play a role in NAFLD pathogenesis and progression. And in collaboration with colleagues at the NASH CRN, we've reported in hepatology a while ago that there's a very good correlation between the level of hedgehog pathway activity and the level of disease progression in human beings with NAFLD. We've also reported now that hedgehog and notch interact. And so increased notch causes increased hedgehog. Increased hedgehog causes progression of fatty liver disease. And now we have other people who are working on notch saying that notch is driving some of the metabolic deregulation that we know occurs in NAVLD and in people with type 2 diabetes. So I think this is very a very exciting time. It, things might be starting to come together for us. We're beginning to figure out that maybe... People that have deregulated metabolism have tissue damage because those same pathways regulate tissue construction and repair. And maybe people that have abnormal repair or cirrhosis have abnormal metabolism because they have deregulation of those morphogenic pathways. So it seems like things are coming full circle, and that's exciting because it has good things that we might be able to do for our patients. Well, that's a very good explanation of something that's very complicated. Did, did it make sense, Steve? Absolutely. When you explain it, it makes a lot of sense. Now, trying to remember what you said is the problem. But that is very good. Thank you for that for that explanation. And I do think it's exciting. I think there's this is opening up a whole new area of potential therapeutics in the mm -hmm. field of fatty liver and also in the field of liver cancer. And yeah, I'm excited and diagnostics about, too, because it'd be it'll be interesting. Now we can maybe look for biomarkers for, from some of these pathways. Absolutely. I mean, it was interesting. The, the paper in Nature Medicine recently pointed out something that we had made a big deal about in one of our early papers about the hedgehog pathway and glycolysis and stellate cells. We showed that stellate cells don't transdifferentiate to become myofibroblasts unless hedgehog activates stellate cell glycolysis. And one of the things that we showed mediates that 
transdifferentiation is an end product of glycolysis, which is lactic acid. And in this recent Nature Medicine paper by another group, what they reported is that you can identify at least animals that have these pathways on by measuring lactic acid. So this could be very, very helpful for us. Uh, to pick out the metabolites, and these are common metabolites. People are looking for fancy ones, but it may just be these old ones that have been around all along that if we have sensitive enough detection methods, we might be able to pick them up and use them as biomarkers. Wow, that's great. Well, thank you again for taking your time today to go through this and uh, point us in the direction that we may be needing to go as we try to unravel the mystery of liver disease in general, but also of fatty liver disease in particular. So. Thanks for well, your thanks time for giving today. me a chance to talk about something I'd like to talk about. Absolutely. Good. Well, thanks, okay, thanks again. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Talk to okay. you later. Bye. Right. Bye-bye.